0: Welcome back to another episode of All in the Library, where we interview authors and talk about books. I'm Leslie Nicholson, a middle school librarian, and I'm joined today with our co-host.
1: I'm Debbie Sewell, a high school librarian, and I am so excited to have Varsha Bajaj on our episode today.
2: Welcome, Varsha. Yay, thank you. Yay. Thank you for inviting me. Hi, Leslie, hi, Debbie. I am so excited to be here. And um, I like that one of you is a middle grade librarian and the other is a high school librarian. So so I'm looking forward to our conversation.
0: Well, I found out about you when I joined the Spirit of Texas. Um, this is my third year on the committee. And we brought in um, your book, Count Me In, as one of our books that we could go through and read. And um, I got the chance to be introduced to your writing. And then when I saw that you had Thirst coming out this July of 2022, I immediately jumped on it and said, let's let's get her back in, let's nominate this one and take a look at, at more of the things that you have to write. And then I have not read Abby Spencer, Debbie has, but I am so excited to get that and put it in our library and as we were we kind of talked a little bit before we we came on today we talked about um the fact that the the content that you're putting in these books um yeah the characters may be um in their in middle school but the things that they're dealing with are issues that People that are older than them and more mature than them are having to deal with, and that's something that we see in in our everyday world now. Anyway, we have our kids dealing with things that you just think, gosh, you know, I. It's just hard for them. But I think this gives them people a, a place to to find some things that they can find connections with. But you know, I want you to talk to us. Tell us about. Let's start with count me in, since that was um, the one that I started with. Tell us a little bit about that that book a little bit.
2: Sure, I'll be happy to. So just just to back up a little bit, before I became a writer, I was a counselor and um, I'm a licensed professional counselor. I haven't renewed my license (laughs) because, but you know, you don't forget, you don't forget. I have my master's in psychology, i'm all but dissertation in educational psychology and i've worked in the trenches for a long time so um i consider each one of my books a conversation starter i'm not that. providing answers i don't think anybody has answers but i know or a fact from my years of being a counselor that middle schoolers are witnessing and thinking and trying to process everything that's going on around them.
0: You're so right. You
2: know, they're kind of in that space between being little kids mm-hmm. and being um uh, high schoolers which we all know is one big challenge too so so i think i bring a little bit of my background to my writing because how could i not right um you write what you know yeah you write what you do write what you know um so was that your
1: inspiration for your books your counseling profession I,
2: you know i uh, That's a good question. I think my counseling profession informs my um, writing for sure. Um, But I think my writing is more a result of just being a voracious reader. I was that kid who had her nose stuck in a book. Um, I love books I love the power of story and words and my counseling background I think only adds to that love of storytelling because you know when you are with a counselor you are telling your life story in the privacy of that counseling session And so, I feel that I have been privileged to listen to so many stories. And so, I think my writing is, is kind of a combination of sharing your inner life, sharing your Um, concerns coming of age, um, and just loving books.
0: I agree. I'm very curious, um, where you made that shift from taking these stories that you're building up in, in your heart and in your mind and then deciding, okay, I'm going to take some of these things and, and my experiences and put it on paper.
2: Um, I was taking what I thought was a short break from my day job when my kids were little. And I started writing uh, during my kids' nap time. They were good nappers. So I owe a lot to them. Lucky (laughs) you. Lucky you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I owe a lot to them. Um, You know, so I, I took this break. And, and I'd always been a working woman. So I bought that whole working woman vibe to being a stay at home mom. And they would take a nap. And then I was like, okay, I should do something. I know that the wisdom is you should take a nap when your kids are taking a nap. But I started writing. And um, that's how I came to writing i didn't know back then if anybody would be interested in my writing really i mean you know who knows right what's going to be published and not so i i was just writing and then um I joined the SCBWI, which is the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. I joined the Houston chapter, and one thing led to the other. And um, my first picture book to be published was back in 2004. It was called "How Many Kisses Do You Want Tonight?" Um, it was published by Little Brown, and it really was successful. And then. I was like, well, maybe I should keep doing this.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you did. I'm glad that it was well received. So that's interesting. So you were doing this as your children were little. It's almost then as, as your children have grown, so have your age books. Yes. You're, yes you're, you're surrounded by little children and little children's books and you can be, you know, Inundated with all of that, and as yeah. you continue to grow, is that kind of what you were <clears throat> thinking here? Or?
2: Yes, in some, in to some extent, yes. Because you know, as my children grow, um, I thought maybe I should start writing older books because I started, you know, reading some of their books. Um, but I think part of it was also. Um, at the time, my daughter went to the library and wanted to find herself in books. Now we're talking early 2000s. My daughter's 25 years old now. So we're talking early, early 2000s. And there weren't a lot of books. No, no, there diversity weren't. back then. No, there really, really weren't. I mean, we had to, and I thought, that couldn't be right you know um and i'd written picture books and i thought i i thought okay let me try my hand i didn't again know if i could um and so i wrote a middle grade it was one that did not get published i'm very glad for that because it, it wasn't ready for publication but it became my introduction to middle grade writing it did allow me to get a agent a literary agent um who believed in me and that truly changed things she was like oh everybody has a manuscript or two that never gets published so what move on move on to your next idea and um so i pitched Abby Spencer goes to Bollywood and she was like, how fast can you write this one? So
1: I loved it so much. You know, I love that your books that I've read, the ones I've read are all set somewhat or has something with Mumbai. Tell us about that aspect and how it, how you picked that part to
2: intertwine in your books. So I was born and raised in Mumbai Mm -hmm. and I came to America in 1986, in the fall of 1986, to go to graduate school. So, you know, it's a part of me that will forever be alive and well. And um, when I was a teen, my family hosted international students and my uh, my most vivid memory is we had a austral uh, we had an australian student who came and stayed with us i must have been 13 i'm guessing kind of 13 14 somewhere in there and um i was told to show her around because you know she was around the same age and so i took her to school you know I took her out with my friends and and so I was kind of a tour guide for her. And that's what comes into play in Abby Spencer. That is
0: so cool.
1: Like yeah. uh, oh I love the whole Bollywood aspect of it. I lo-
2: that was I so know. fun. So, have <laughs> because- you have a lot of experience with Bollywood? Um, so-, so, so yeah, so yes and no. I mean, I don't have any direct experience. I've never acted or um, uh, anything like that. But this is kind of a strange fact. But I lived on a street where my neighbor and and my friend who. I guess I could say she's one of my first friends because we were all of I don't know two or three and her dad was a Bollywood director oh wow no so she's still my friend she even acted in one movie um and then on the right side of the apartment building where I lived, there was a office of another Bollywood producer. So I absorbed a lot of, you know, they were my friends. Yeah. I, um, and so I absorbed a lot of um, their lives. And, and so I wasn't a stranger. And, and that part of Mumbai that I lived in back in the day um there were a lot of film stars who lived there. There's a cool. film star who lived close to my middle school and I would see the crowds outside their house, you know, just fans who would come and congregate. Yeah, cuz that happens so, in front of her yeah, yes living, Kumar's. <laughs> yes. In, yeah, well, that's that's a big. That's a big
1: change from Thirst, for sure. We're yes, uh, where that main character is set
2: in Mumbai. Yes, it is. Um and you know mumbai has contrasts like a lot of big cities Mm -hmm. you see those contrasts say in la you can go to Rodeo drive or you could go to other parts Mm -hmm. um and when i graduated with that from college i worked in a neighborhood very similar to Mm many's and those characters and those experiences have stayed with me for a long time. I wanted to write about them before I did, but I wasn't sure if I was ready. I wasn't sure if I could do those characters justice because it was very important to me that the characters came across as resilient, hardworking, and real. Oh, I think you definitely nailed that for sure. Thank okay. you. Thank you. You know, so it was very important to me. So I took, it, it took a little time to feel like I could do the theme and the characters justice. But you know, it was 2020, it was COVID, it was the lockdown. And I thought there were no distractions. True. And I, I started writing. Thorst.
0: Thank you for getting that out.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was so moving. And I was, you know, it was dark at the beginning. Really, you know, it was tough reading that 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 people live like that still and um but you gave them hope at the end which i think was beautiful that was yes
2: and you know i didn't i also have to say that i have the most amazing editor Mm -hmm. i have the most amazing literary agent um, because no book is created by the writer alone Mm -hmm. yes the writer does the work but then, it's, it's wonderful that I have the support with my agent and my editor um, to tackle these topics. And as, as you might or might not know, uh, Thirst is a global read aloud selection for 2022.
1: Congratulations. Um, I didn't know that.
2: Yes. So I starting think it and-
1: would work. I think some of your books would work really well. Our middle school counselors have this program where they pick books for certain groups and they, with certain topics. And I think it would work really well. I'm going to suggest that to our council because I think it it is,
2: yeah, it is a global read aloud selection starting in October. And I believe from what I told, it will be read by students in 85 countries or something Something like that. That's amazing. um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it it also debuted on the New York Times bestseller list.
1: That, that is, amazing. is amazing. Congratulations. So that's, that's such is, an honor. I remember that is wow. Yeah. No, it's it's
0: it just came out in July. So I know. Great.
2: I just bought it last weekend. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it debuted on the New York Times bestseller list. It was on the list on August 7th and it was just it's it's still feels kind of unreal to me um because wow (laughs) still
0: well i'm partial to count me in just because i think it was the first introduction i had um to your to your books and and i love that we're seeing so many more books um i'm especially interested as i've gotten to read more books about your culture and yeah. I love it. i I find it just just so amazing. and how long and how many traditions and how much is is there, you know, with your country and and with um I, I, I'm just blown away. But I did love count count me in is definitely the the heart that I found in that with the the little girl and her grandfather. I just
2: yeah, no, was- and and you know, it's it's I work very hard to make sure that Karina, Karina and Chris in Count Me In, again came across as real. Yes. Um, and not plastic, you know? That, that they, f- when I was growing up, the book that made me a reader was Anne of Green Gables. Oh, wow. <laughs> I loved Anne. I mean, I used to imagine that Anne was my best friend. And I was growing up in India. I had nothing in common really with Anne, if you think about it, you know? But it didn't matter. Anne was my best friend. So whenever people, librarians ask me, what is the thing I work at the most? It is to make my characters real so that maybe kids growing up here will say, Karina is my best friend or Minnie is my best friend and I have kids when I do school visits who demand answers they feel like they own these characters
1: yes I really could re- relate to um the next door neighbors in um Count Me In because you know we we live in well I live in Houston I live in a suburb and sometimes we have these neighbors and we don't know anything about them and then to be you know i don't always know and then you had that connection where it brings them together and i was like that's so beautiful and they learned about their culture and Mm -hmm. um and then they became friends and and the grandfather just became this real amazing i mean i want him for my grandfather right i loved (laughs) him so much didn't you like he was the best and you would have never known that if you didn't go across
2: the yard yeah meet your neighbor yeah yeah and so yeah, I mean, come in starts with Karina and Chris not being friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they both discover that sometimes you just have to get to know people, make that effort, and you realize they're not that different from you. Um, and I also included in Count Me In a multi generational friendship or an unlikely friendship mm-hmm. between Chris and Papa.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When when Papa becomes the math tutor, you know, right. and they bond over um, basketball. So so friendship is another thing that I think is important whether it was between Karina and Chris and Chris and Papa, um, between Karina and Ashley um, or in Minnie with Minnie and Faiza, it's that friendship that helps her to to do what she does. I don't want to give spoilers. (laughs) But Minnie and Pfizer's
0: relationship
1: is just beautiful. I, I was so real to me. I, I love yeah. that. One.
0: How do yeah. you make your characters real? You know, I think, I mean, I love writing. I can't write a book, but I love writing. And I just, I, I read things like what, you know, your books. And I go, God, I could never do that. Because how do you, how do you find the way to make them where we latch on?
2: Yeah, I think that i try to so when i'm when i'm um i I call it my pre-writing but um when i'm trying to discover my characters i have like a list of questions that i ask my characters um some of them make it into the story and some don't a lot don't Because, you know, there's space for only so much in a middle grade novel. And I tend to um, write short because I think that I reach more readers that way.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, But I ask my characters a lot of questions as if they are real. Um... What do they like to eat? What are they, what other TV shows they watch? You know, just all of these questions so that they feel like living, breathing
0: people. I like that. That's really, so, okay. So we've got some of these different books that you've got, so you did Thirst in, during the pandemic. So what, what do you have on your plate now?
2: Um, so I have a young middle grade, age 7 to 10, coming out January, March, spring of next year, that unfortunately I'm still not allowed to talk about. I'm not being coy.
0: No, I, um, I understand, but you've got something that's coming out around then, so we know to keep our eyes open. Yes,
2: yes, you know to keep your eyes open. It's a young middle grade, 7 to 10. Um,
0: that's and it's so about, great.
2: Yeah, Um, it's an illustrated middle grade. I have a picture book coming out in the summer of 2023 um, that's tentatively titled Henna Garden. And it's about a little girl who tries to do a henna pattern like her mom and her grandma, Um, but it's a big old blob. Then we have to see what happens after that. Okay. Um, <laughs> it looks wonderful. Sounds wonderful. And then there is another one that comes out in the summer, I, I think, or maybe the spring of 2025, another picture book that's called A Family of Friends. And it's about our chosen families.
0: That's cool.
2: That's nice.
1: Now, I have this question burning in my mind. Uh, Do you have any writers in your family? And do you still have family back in Mumbai?
2: I do. Um, My parents, unfortunately, passed away. My my dad passed away in 2022, my mom a few years before that. Um, But my sister lives in Mumbai. Um, I still have aunts and uncles. I still have my college friends. I, I even have friends from elementary school, believe it or not. So, uh, yeah, I have a lot of friends.
1: So, or any Not of as village, much of family or any as I, I used um, to. Writers, you know, I was curious if that was an influence on you. That my
2: mom's sister was a journalist. Ah. So, you know, so, I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of ra- yeah. writing um nonfiction, but yeah so my mom's sister was a journalist
1: well what kind of advice would you give to some of our middle or high school students if they have an idea to write what do you what would you tell them
2: I the first advice I give to all kids who want to write middle school or high school is read 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 because that's your best preparation for writing Um, read in the genre you want to write in read across cultures read books that are familiar in familiar settings and completely different from what you're used to because i really think that the the storytelling is something you learn from reading so I think read
1: um that's that's what we always tell kids read
2: so thank you no no I mean it's the crucial thing in with storytelling um I also say that you know, your first attempt, your first draft will not be good. I, I pretty much guarantee that um, because even published authors, we we moan and groan about our first drafts. <laughs> so accept that. Accept that. Nobody writes a fabulous first draft, or if they do, I haven't met them.
1: So, <laughs> wonderful advice! Thank
2: you so much. Well, yeah, thank so we Keep working at it. Yeah.
0: I thought, yes, absolutely. Um, so I have just appreciated so much that you have taken time today to talk to us, to share us a lot of your process and your ideas, and and uh, it's just really opened. Up my eyes with some of the different things that you you've discussed in in your with your books, which I love. I want
1: another middle grades book. higher <laughs> middle grades. I love them.
2: <laughs> Just gonna throw I, that out there. <laughs> I'm gonna work on it.
1: Thank I'm gonna you. Work Thank on you. It.
2: I do. I do love my picture books a lot, Um and I I do love picture books because I think that they, you know, kids become um fans of reading and books through picture books mm-hmm. because that's their first introduction yes and yeah. picture books are very important because of that I mean I, yes I I will never quit writing picture books unless I write them and nobody likes them and doesn't want to publish them then that's a different issue <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen i must say <laughs> that I'm going to have to get your picture books as well
1: for my high school library because we actually have a whole collection of picture books and I use them in so many different
2: ways absolutely even, even in a high school situation absolutely and you know picture books like they they are poetry okay don't forget that because the the even when they're in prose the best picture books are uh, The best picture books are wonderful examples of how to use
0: language. Good point. Well said. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you again. And um, we look forward to seeing the new things you have out and how great Thirst is doing for you. So
2: thank you so much. And I appreciate the invitation and the chance to talk to you guys and who knows? Maybe I'll see you at TLA next year. Oh, oh that would be wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was so
1: nice to talk with you. Okay, bye.
0: I really, really enjoyed that talk with with Varsha. And I sure hope that we can get her to come down and, and do some school visits. And she's close by in Houston. So.
1: Oh, that would be fabulous. She's amazing. She is. So,
0: um, of course, we don't want to say goodbye without letting you in on a few more titles of books. And that is done with our lightning rounds. We get 60 seconds to talk about books as fast as we can. So, um, Debbie, are you okay if I start it this time? Okay. I'll
1: have you on the timer. Are you ready? I am ready. Right, get set,
0: go. First book up is on my honor by Marion Dane Bauer. It's a oldie, but a goodie. A goodie. So You've got this best friend who's so different from you and you you really don't even understand, why are we even friends? And so you've got Joel Bates and Tony Zabrinski. They're different, but they've been friends all their life. Tony, though, he's like really kind of reckless. And so he's like, let's go to the Bluffs. Let's go jump off. And Joel's like, "Mm, yeah, I don't really know if I really want to, but he doesn't want to be, you know, he keeps getting insulted. And so there are some things that happen that really push this friendship. So definitely a good read. Artemis Fowl by Ian Colfer. Is described as diehard with fairies. First in a series, give it a try. Tale of Despero by Kate D. Camillo. Despero, the unlikely hero. He's small, he has huge ears with no proper mouse instincts. Yes, I said a mouse. He is not too long for this world. And then you have Princess P coming in, the lovely child princess, and she dwells in the same castle as our small hero. Oh, time, time. Ding, 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 ding. I went over, didn't I? But I got two. Taylor Despero a story about a mouse. You got three. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was three. Yes, you got three. Okay, that's awesome. All right. Okay. So, Miss Debbie, ready? Let's go. Here we go. 60 seconds on the clock. Starting.
1: Okay, 14 Ways to Die, so I didn't finish it last time by Vincent and Ralph. Ten years ago, Jess's mother was murdered by the Magpie Man, and I know Mystery's really popular now. Now she's on a YouTube uh, reality show, and she's trying to solve the murder, and the Magpie Man is also watching. Um, The next one, A Curse So Dark and Lonely. It's the Curse Breaker series, and it's by Bridget Kremer, grades 7 to 10. I love this, the whole series. It's a take on the Beauty and the Beast story. So if you like that, it's awesome. Me Moth, it's YA by Amber McBride. It's her first book, and it is all in verse. And it's about a teenage girl who's grieving the death of her family in a car crash. And then I love this book, and it's technically adult. But, um, dog on it. it's reading levels 4.2. Um, it's a Chet and Bernie mystery. It's from the perspective of the dog. That really what? elevates the book. So it is adorable. It's a down on us luck private eye who was former military and police officer. but you know, you get to see, oh, oh. It's loved it. If anybody, what? just if you have a dog, you will love dog. On. I
0: it. do, I do. Oh yeah. there's a whole oh, series. God.
1: This was the first one.
0: I love that. So how many did I get this I, time? You got 4, I believe. I got 4 again. Woohoo! Yeah. You're doing this is You're gonna going be past. a better this going our past. better
1: season. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. Make sure to check out anything that you might have missed. Um, in season 1.